Our second reading comes from the Gospel of Luke. We are in the first chapter. And I'm going to back up our reading to verse 39 and hear of why it is and how it is that Mary comes to sing. We begin at the 39th verse. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to the Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Mary or greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of the Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in you, O God, my Savior. For you have looked with favor on the lowliness of your servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For you, the Mighty One, have done great things for me, and holy is your name. Your mercy is for those who fear you from generation to generation. You have shown strength with your arm. You have scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. You have brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. You have filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. You, Holy One, have helped your servant Israel in remembrance of your mercy, according to the promise you made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, may your spirit fill us with joy at your coming. May your spirit encompass all that is within us, all of the emotions that we bring today and the emotions that follow us through to the birth of your child. May your spirit sit with us and deep within us call forth joy. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. As we continue to celebrate that beautiful hymn, Joy to the World, written 300 years ago, we hear another song that could be aptly named Joy to the World. It is Mary's song that we call the Magnificat, the Latin word for magnify. 
Mary sings in unabashed joy to magnify the Lord. Mary's joy bursts forth such that all people can hear loud and clear what God has done for her. The baptism today reminds us of the miracle of birth, the joy of a new baby. Somehow we know that every birth is miraculous and our hearts explode with awe and wonder. We can't help but join Mary in her joy to the world. Yet when we take a step back and we look at the circumstances of Mary's pregnancy, we may wonder about her song. The Lord has done great things for me. For most people, Mary's predicament would have been a cause, not for joy, but for shame and fear. God has put Mary in a very vulnerable position. She's pregnant before the consecration of her marriage to Joseph. And her only explanation is that an angel came to her at night and told her she would bear God's son. By all accounts, Mary is in real trouble. What happens to girls like Mary? At best, she returns to her parents' home if they will take her because she has dishonored them. It's not a blessing, but a curse. The legal penalty, penalty was death by stoning. Mary is in real trouble, and yet she sings of blessing. And it is good and right to wonder about that. It is also good and right to wonder about our own predicament as magnified in Mary's song of joy. It is good news to the poor, the shamed, and the fearful. It is good news for the humiliated and the lonely that they will be lifted up and pulled out of shame, given dignity and a voice at the table and food to eat. But it might not sound like such good news for the powerful and the wealthy. Mary claims a God who disrupts power, brings down rulers, humbles the high and mighty, and empties the pockets of the rich. You notice in the prayer that Eric said that God would empty the pockets of the greedy. But in Mary's song, it's the pockets of the rich. And we hear this in Jesus' ministry all the time. The first will be last and the last shall be first. And we got to know that in the circumstances of the world, we're far closer to the first than the last, to the proud, to the wealthy. And if we hear, if we want to hear the healing power in this scripture, it is best that we let it make it us squirm for just a little bit. 
to help us hear the healing power of Mary's song. I want to share with you a story that was written by Kathy Free from the inspired life of the Washington Post. So it's a true story. Hours after he was born, in 1989, a little baby was set abandoned next to a garbage dumpster. He was found, and he was in the hospital for three days, but he was essentially unharmed and was put with a foster family. The foster family decided to adopt him. In elementary school, other children found out about him's circumstances and teased him and humiliated him, calling him dumpster baby. But the people who adopted Freddie were beautiful people. And when Freddie was nine, his father bought him for $25 a broken computer at a thrift shop just to keep him busy. Freddie took it apart and put it back together. And then he took it apart and put it back together and again. And then he got a radio, an old radio of his father's, and he took the components out of the radio and got the computer to work. At 15, he started his first computer company. He fixed computers for everyone in the neighborhood and had 150 clients. When he was 19 or 20, Freddie watched as his father developed Alzheimer's and began to wander off when he was confused. So Freddie created a device to insert in his father's shoe that would track his father's location and even let them talk by phone through the shoe. Freddie said it was difficult to watch him decline. It's something you never forget. I've always been so grateful to him and my mom. They taught me not to let my circumstances define who I was. Freddie now owns a telecommunications company worth millions. And he runs a foundation which among other things, donates to relief efforts for natural disasters, college scholarships for high school students, assistance with school supplies for teachers, and much, much more. He continues to combine computers and health technology. He's one of the ones who helps people to determine their blood sugar via Bluetooth. He's working on new smart shoe technology to help families stay in touch with loved ones who are experiencing homelessness. That could have been me on the street, said Freddie. I could have been homeless or dead if I hadn't been found by the dumpster when I was a baby. My parents gave me love and a future. They did their best to make the world a better place, and now that's all I want to do. Thanks be to God 
for Nathan and Betty figures who lifted up Freddy so that he would not be born as known as the dumpster baby. And thanks be to God for Freddie, who, born at the bottom of the trash heap, lifted up, takes his place not so far up the ladder that he cannot reach down and lift up others. Thanks be to God for Elizabeth, Mary's older cousin, also pregnant, who recognized a miracle when she saw one and said, there is no shame here, only celebration. Reverend Dr. Judith Jones, professor emeritus at Wartburg College, writes, when God empties the rich of their excess, and fills the hungry with good things. This is not simply a reversal with the powerful and the powerless changing places as much as it is a social leveling. God provides for the poor and honors the humiliated. When the arrogant are scattered and the powerful brought down, then every person has access to dignity to enough, and no one has too much. Every person is treated with respect, and no one uses power to harm, such that this is good news for everyone. I know the categories of rich and poor, of honored and humiliated, of high and low, don't fit nicely and neatly. As we listen today, some of us come feeling shamed and some of us come feeling proud and some of us come needing to be lifted up and maybe some of us come needing our eyes opened. Some of us come needing our dignity restored in some way. And some of us come with the means to help restore someone else's dignity. Listen today for what God would speak to you where you are. If you are among the shamed, know that God restores your dignity. And if you are among the powerful, take a step down. Reach out and join God and lift someone up. For when we do this, we join Mary in magnifying the goodness of God. We join her in singing joy to the world. The Lord is come. Joy to all the world. Amen and amen.